It's my honor and pleasure to introduce Bill Belichick. Well, thank you. Um, I'm thrilled to be part of this organization and lead this team. All I really am about is trying to win football games. Still, the most important thing is the game, building and working together as a football team, and I enjoy that part of it the most. Bill Belichick is done in New England after 24 seasons. Here on NFL Live, we're diving into all of it for the next hour. Bill Belichick reached the Super Bowl nine times in his 24 seasons as the Patriots head coach, meaning that he coached in nearly 38% of the Super Bowls played during his time in New England. He won six of those Super Bowls, two more than any other head coach since the first Super Bowl was played back in 1966. Here's Belichick and Robert Kraft today. Robert and I, after a you know, series of discussions, have uh, mutually uh, agreed to um, part ways. And uh, for me, this is a day of um, you know, gratitude and celebration. Um, start with Robert and his family. Um, it's great. So much thanks for the opportunity to, to be a coach here for 24 years. Uh, it's an amazing opportunity. Um, received tremendous support. Uh, we had a vision of you know, building a winner, building a championship football team here. And uh, that's exceeded, exceeded my, my wildest dreams um, and expectations. Uh, the amount of success that we were able to achieve together, um, you know, through a lot of hard work and, you know, contributions of so many people. Um, so I'm very proud of that and, and um, I always have those, those great memories. I'll carry with those, those with me the rest of my life. Uh, so appreciative of the fans for all the support they've given me, uh, my family, uh, and this football team. And uh, it's with um, just so many fond memories and, and uh, thoughts that I, you know, think about the Patriots and, and I'll always be a Patriot. I look forward to coming back here, uh, but at this time, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna move on, and um, I look forward. I'm excited for the future, um, but always very very appreciative of the opportunity here, the support here, uh, and you know the what Robert what you've done for me. Thank you. Yeah. We met and mutually agreed to part ways amicably and like a good marriage a successful head coach owner relationship requires a lot of hard work and I'm very proud that our partnership lasted for 24 years I don't think in the NFL there's been any other partnership that lasted longer and has been as productive as ours Coach Belichick will forever be celebrated as a legendary sports icon here in New England, and I believe go in as a pro football Hall of Famer on the first ballot. Why? Because he is the greatest coach of all times. Which makes this decision to part ways so hard. But this is a move that we mutually agreed that is needed at this time. What Bill accomplished with us, in my opinion, will never be replicated. It'll be difficult to see him in a 
cutoff hoodie on the sideline, but I will always continue wish him continued success, except when he's playing our beloved Patriots. Mr. Kraft, that makes sense. And what a crew we have for you today. Dan in studio with me, Marcus, RC, and Adam Schefter with us for the hour. There's so much to get to. Hi, boys. We start with you, Adam. What do we know about how this all went down? Lord, this was a difficult decision for both sides. But as they came together and met on Monday before Bill Belichick did not go into the building on Tuesday and they resumed talks on Wednesday, both men made it very clear that they felt like this was the right thing to do. You heard Robert Kraft talk about the struggles of this team in recent seasons and him saying it just was an instinctual feeling that it was time to move on. And people wondered whether he could have taken away some of Bill's personnel powers and moved in that area. He said that when Bill has had as much power as he's had, it would be tough to do that. And I think for all the people who say that Robert Kraft had questions about how they would proceed together, I think the same is true on the other side with Bill Belichick. And that is why they came to the decision together to just go their own separate ways, dissolve the marriage, let Robert Kraft move on with a new head coach, let Bill Belichick move on with a new team, and let this chapter live in football history as the greatest of all time. Yeah, we'll get into where Bill Belichick could land a little bit later on in the show. And when you think about the NFL for the last 20-plus years, the Patriots were the team. R.C., how will you remember Belichick's time in New England? Well, I think, first off, you have to remember it as dominant. You have to remember it as a legacy and a dynasty that will never be matched. What Bill Belichick was able to build in New England over the last two decades was something that was unfathomable before he became the head coach there. The discipline and consistency in which they played, the fear that those teams could strike in their opponents each and every week because of the way that they prepared. Bill Belichick found a way to get everyone in the building to be like-minded when his thought was totally outside the box. I think that Bill Belichick will be remembered as a man who revolutionized football without actually changing the X's and O's. He found a way just to be better than everybody else, just to outwork everybody else. And he was able to get the greatest player of all time to be his conduit in the locker room to not only spread his message, but live his message. And that was the reason the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady were so successful. Mm, RC, the word dynasty, man. And I think it's going to be one of the last American sports dynasties. We're not going to see anything like this, certainly in the NFL ever again, because of the salary cap and, and free agency. Now, two things that stand out, and you're talking about the style of play. Number one, he was the greatest, if you make a mistake, coach, we will beat you ever. They're 17-0 under Bill Belichick in the playoffs when his team wins the turnover differential. That's that walking definition of it. And two, not only the best dynasty ever, but this is the best rebuild ever. He did not hit a triple or wake up on third base and think he hit a triple. Before he got there, this was not an organization that had a ton of success. I mean, they were around for 40 seasons before Bill Belichick got there. They had seven playoff wins total. They were 37 games below 500 in that 40-year stretch. He gets there, and like we talked about, it's the greatest run in the history of the NFL. And so I think not only the sustainability of it, but actually building into what it became uh, makes it uniquely special.
Yeah, I think perspective, man, what you guys said so beautifully is, I thought about it initially when we started talking about his legacy is, Bill Belichick was responsible for six Super Bowls and went to 10 of them. Pittsburgh Steelers has six Super Bowl trophies. It took three coaches to do it. Dallas Cowboys have five. It took three coaches to do it. It took a span of those years. One dude went to 10 Super Bowls mm. and won six of them. If a standard has ever been created for someone not to reach, as you guys just reiterated, it was what Bill Belichick was able to do with the New England Patriots. Forget about talking about relevancy. They've been relevant since we were kids. Forget talking about having the greatest quarterback ever because we've known that Tom Brady trajectory was leading there. I look at the crazy amount of great football players that he coached to get to that point. Richard Seymour, Vince Wilford. You think about Rodney Harrison. Randy Moss came over in a year in his career, and he was able to motivate who's arguably, who are in arguments about being the greatest wide receiver ever. He was able to motivate him to have one of the best seasons ever. That's the difference in Bill Belichick. How many players did he take and turn into players like Randy Moss? Corey Dillon, the running back. There are plenty others. Rodney Harrison was a player who the Chargers were willing to move on from. We look at the accomplishments and all he put together, but I think maybe the greatest tribute came from all the men that he coached today. You saw the outpouring of support from numerous former Patriots thanking Bill Belichick for the role that he played in their lives, not just on the football field, but how he shaped them as men. He clearly left a mark on the game. We could look at all the numbers. We could look at the 24 seasons, the nine Super Bowl appearances, the six Super Bowl titles, the 266 regular season wins, the 30 and 12 record in the postseason. We could look at all that, but look at the tweets and the tributes that all the players sent out, including one from Tom Brady. People have speculated on their relationship. You can't read that message and think anything but the fact that Tom Brady had the highest regard and respect for Bill Belichick. And clearly, during his nearly quarter century in New England, at a time where many Patriot fans grew up never knowing any other football coach, Bill Belichick left his mark on the men that he coached there. Yeah, that word respect, Adam, keeps coming to mind. We'll hear from a lot of those former players and people who Bill Belichick had an impact on throughout this show. The Patriot way, RC, gets brought up a lot when you talk about Belichick. Do you think that's a positive or a negative with your experience in this game and the former Patriots you know? I think it's a positive in that building. I do believe that players want to have some sort of individuality. Players want to have a relationship with their coach that extends beyond football, but that wasn't the way Bill Belichick operated for the most part. But you saw that within that building, they started to understand and accept Bill Belichick and the way he wanted you to go about business. And the only way that works is to win and they won in access. And so when you think about what Bill Belichick built in that place, it's something that will never be duplicated. Not only by the wins and the success, but by the way that they've done it. You won't see it in Las Vegas with McDaniel. You won't see it in Miami with Brian Flores. We didn't see it in Detroit with Matt Patricia. Bill Belichick is special and will never be another one.
Yeah, on a day where we are talking about Bill Belichick's time in New England and remembering that fondly as we think about what he's doing in the future, wanted to give Dan some love here. His only game against Belichick in 2011, 30 for 37, 353 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. <laughs> Career high in completion percentage, Dan, and passing yards How about in that, Marcus? <laughs> All right, man. Is that, uh, Belichick had the flu. He had the flu yeah. that week. Hey, he couldn't prepare for you. He had the flu. <laughs> Dan, Dan had all the answers. All right. <laughs> no more nice to Dan. Lucky you didn't see me more. Dan played it like a yeah, telestrator. Yeah, Touch screen. <laughs> ah, still to come on NFL Live, the coaching carousel stops for no team. Even after 24 years, it has finally found New England. We'll talk more about this change there. Also going live to Foxborough for a report from Mike Reese. All the latest right back on NFL Live in just a bit. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. It gets a little emotional for me because, like, for me, like, early on in my career with Bill, like, I had a weight problem, okay? I had a weight problem, Mike. I knew I was extremely talented. <laughs> I remember Bill came to me, man, in the offseason, my third year, and Bill, like, had this whole setup for, had this whole program set up for me down in North Carolina and, like, and, like, checked in with me every week at this program for, like, two months because he knew, like, dude, you're a talented guy, but you're wasting your talent because you're not handling your business but he was willing to work with me everyone that everyone that talks about bill like thinks he's so rigid there's a whole other side to bill the great damian woody telling stories about bill belichick this morning on get up and now we welcome in mike reese live from foxborough mike you have been at Pretty much every press conference that Bill Belichick's ever done. Another example today, but this one very different. What did you take away? Laura, just love that he got up there with no notes and let it rip. I'd highlight the words he used, gratitude and celebration, and also thought when he said, I'll always be a patriot. Those were the highlights for me. But almost more than anything that he said, Laura, I would, I would highlight his sheer presence, the fact that he was there. Many of us here have wondered what it would look like if there was a day when it came that the Patriots and Bill Belichick were parting ways and that Bill Belichick was willing to stand next to Robert Kraft and speak those words. It created a snapshot to see the two of them together that this 
was an amicable parting and they explained why they did it this way. They said we could have done written statements and just emailed it out, but they wanted to be in person and, and being in the front row there, you could hear their tone, you could watch the way they looked at each other and interacted and you could feel the magnitude that the decision had on both of them. Yeah, Mike, it, it makes you think about the way some of these other parting ways have been handled in Seattle with Pete Carroll, Tennessee with Vrabel. This one with the Patriots left nothing to doubt. You, you, to your point, knew exactly the respect that both sides had for each other. Thanks so much to Mike Reese for joining us with excellent perspective as always. We appreciate you. And Belichick finishes his Patriots career with 296 wins, second most by any head coach with one team in NFL history. That's 36 more wins than any other team since 2000, which was Belichick's first season as the Patriots head coach. Chris Berman looks back on Belichick's legacy in New England. Bill Belichick has always been a student of NFL history. And now, after his departure from the New England Patriots, he finds himself a significant part of it. He's number two on the all-time coaching list for victories, including the postseason, behind only Don Shula. The number two all-time coach in the 103-year history of the league, our coach, Bill Belichick. Whether he will become number one with another team remains to be seen. He was always ahead of his time, an NFL assistant at 23, a coordinator of one of the greatest defenses ever at 33, a head coach at 39. Coached a game here in 94, and I met him, and it was just a... A very nice connection that happened. When I met him, he came to the old Foxborough Stadium. The best deals I've made in my life are what instinctively feels right to me. He was very well prepared, very thorough. I think intellectually a great student of the game. And to truly build a sense of team, I think you needed a head coach who, who had an ego that was under control. Let's go, let's go, let's go. I want to try to repay him for sticking his neck out like he did for me and showing the confidence that he did in, in me. With the Patriots, Belichick won the most playoff games and Super Bowls ever. It's good, and the Patriots are Super Bowl champions! With 31 postseason wins and six Super Bowl titles. Patriots are going to be Super Bowl champions again, back to back. Yes, it's a dynasty. Belichick and Tom Brady have the most wins by any coach and quarterback combination in history by far. He treats me like I'm a rookie, you know. He says he can't complete, you know, a slip screen in two consecutive weeks. Like, what are we doing? And you say, you know what, he's right. Even in 2007, during their quest for the perfect 19-0 season, Belichick kept the locker room grounded. That year, I was the only person that would say to the team, you know, you guys aren't great. You would never know it by his presentation or his press conferences. You mentioned Tom's age at the draft. We're on to Cincinnati. Do you, well, do you think having a 37? We're on to Cincinnati. But Belichick was a wizard at X's and O's. We got to set the edge over here and play with power inside. 
He famously altered his game plan on both sides of the ball, taking away his opponent's strengths and exploiting their weaknesses. I try to identify a handful of things, you know, maybe three, four, five things on each side of the ball, so maybe a total of ten, let's call it. Ten things we need to do to win. And then if we get those, we're probably going to win. If we don't get those, then we're probably going to lose, and the rest of it won't make any difference. He was the leading authority on the NFL rulebook, taking advantage of loopholes most didn't even know existed. Sometimes his thirst for victory appeared to take him over the line. The guy's giving signals out in front of 80,000 people, okay? The guy's in front of 80,000 people. 80,000 people saw it. Everybody's sideline saw it. Everybody sees our guy in front of 80,000 people. I mean, there he is. So it was wrong. We were disciplined for it. That's it. How did the Patriots stay on top for two decades? In the age of the salary cap, he was consistently able to find overlooked players and plug them into his system. Wilson, quick throw. And it's good. In the final analysis, that earnest student became the ultimate teacher to his players, his scouting and personnel departments, and his coaches. His bottom line credo, do your job. Do what you're supposed to do. Everybody just doing their job. How would you like to influence somebody who's in their 20s or young 30s as you were if they look at how Bill Belichick went about being one of the great winners of all time? Well, I think for me, still the most important thing is the game and respect for the game and the way the game's played and the way it's coached to be played. I like the concept of building and working together as a football team, and I enjoy that part of it the most. Excellent from Boomer and more coverage of Belichick moving on from New England this weekend as part of postseason NFL countdown. We got all kinds of things coming your way to shows Saturday and Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN and the app. They'll get you ready for the games, player features, all the injury updates with Adam, of course, as well. Plenty more to come here on NFL Live. It's the end of an era in the NFL. What does the future hold for the eventual Hall of Fame coach, Bill Belichick? We'll dive into some potential destinations for him. What's next? The next chapter coming your way here. We'll be right back on ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, uh, as you can see us right there, man, I enjoyed my time in New England. And uh, 
as you can see me out here on the boat, if it's one thing that I wish I could do is just get out there on the boat with Coach and uh, just talk it up. But, man, I wish him the best in the, the next chapter, you know, of his life. But uh, the, the, the the seasons that I spent in New England, man, is, is unmatched, and I'll never forget them. Like I said, man, my hat goes off to him. Hey, Coach Belichick. My hat goes off to you, man. I'm out here bass fishing. I hope you can get out here with me. This is the things that I'm doing out here on Lake Norman, baby. Yeah, that was a fresh fish. We cooked that thing up right there. It looked good. Uh, Randy Moss from the fishing boat, as he should, giving Lake all Norman. the accolades. I think that's in Carolina, but I could be wrong. We'll find out. All right, Belichick won 296 games with the Patriots in addition to 37 wins in five seasons as the Browns head coach prior to his time in New England. That leaves Belichick with 333 wins entering next season, 15 shy of breaking Don Shula's record for the most wins by a head coach in NFL history. Feels like he might be able to break that record if he continues on, which is what we expect. So, Adam, as we spin this forward, what do we know about what Belichick plans to do next? Well, Laura, you heard today Bill Belichick look towards the future, and you heard Robert Kraft say that he'll always root for Bill Belichick except <laughs> when he's going up against the Patriots. So there was a sense and an implication from both men today that Bill Belichick will continue coaching. And so now we begin to figure out where could you conceivably place him. Aside from the Patriots, there are seven other teams right now with head coaching vacancies. There's the list. But I think it's a mistake to look at that list and to try to slot Bill Belichick in. Maybe he fits in with one of those teams. I would think that Atlanta, amongst others, might have some interest. But I think what you do is you look at the rest of the league, the teams not in the playoffs and teams in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And you begin to wonder, when owners wake up this morning and hear the news that Bill Belichick is out in New England, are they asking themselves, does Bill, Bill Belichick represent an upgrade over the coach that currently is in charge of their respective franchise? That is the question that I think every owner is asking himself, just like when Tom Brady became a free agent, it was up to every franchise to ask themselves whether Tom Brady represented an upgrade over the quarterback they had. So we look at the seven vacancies and try to figure out where Bill fits, but it's possible he could fit with any team that decides that Bill Belichick would be a coaching upgrade. You know what? I, I hear that, Adam. But haven't we seen this before with an all-time great or the all-time greatest that left New England? I mean, when Tom Brady hit the market, we figured there would be all of these places. You remember Tom Brady even said, wait, you going to keep dude over me? <laughs> and so Bill Belichick, even though right. we've watched him be the greatest of all time for two decades, there was the last three or four years. So... <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm going to look at teams that have head coaching vacancies, and I know people are talking about Atlanta. You're talking about the commanders. The one thing I haven't seen Bill Belichick do is develop a quarterback not named Tom Brady, not inspired by greatness. But what I do know is the Los Angeles Chargers ain't got a dude you got to give no talent to. Mm -hmm. The Los Angeles Chargers got a dude that can throw a football through a keyhole. So you know going in there, you're going to be able to create offense with him if you get the right coordinator. And now defensively, you can be a team that's a total upgrade for where Brandon Staley had the Chargers last year. And I would say this, that essentially Bill Belichick has learned through Tom Brady and through not having Tom Brady that wherever he goes next, I think he's going to want a quarterback. So if there's a team that has a quarterback, yeah. that works out well mm -hmm. with what Bill would be looking for in his next stop.
Yeah, I, I agree with both of you. It's, it's what Bill Belichick is going to want. Um, I'm not sure if every franchise is going to go after him, but the ones that go after him, he's going to be interviewing them. They ain't going to be interviewing him, and that's what makes this situation dynamic. He's the one that's going to have to go into that organization right. and see where they are to determine if he wants to be a part of trying to either build or if they have enough standard in place that he thinks he can come in and impart his wisdom and knowledge on. That is what, to me, makes this a unique coaching change for anybody that goes after Bill Belichick. It is going to be completely different. And, Chef, you talked earlier about the New England Patriots being in some uncharted territory as far as having to hire a coach and doing this thing a different way with the rules change, with Rooney Rule, and how you have to go about hiring a coach. And Bill Belichick is not going to be in uncharted water. He's going to know exactly what he wants to do when he goes to the next franchise, which is why I think this makes it unique. But you get that afforded to you when you are the GOAT. Of a of a in of any entity, you are doing the interviewing as opposed to other people. I do not see him going to an AFC football team out of respect for New England. Now, the two playoff teams that I could see him going to would be Dallas and Philadelphia. I think both those teams would have to lose this weekend in kind of disastrous forms for either to move on from their head coach. But if that did happen, those are the two teams, at least playoff-wise, that I could see Coach Belichick going to. I, I just don't see AFC because of the ties he has to New England and not wanting to potentially see them in an AFC championship game to potentially go to the Super Bowl. I think Atlanta, I think Washington do make sense. And I also don't know if he's going to chase a quarterback. Like, he built the greatest dynasty ever with a sixth rounder. So I don't know if, like, the chasing a quarterback is more important than – the health of a roster. I think as much as he's struggled without a high-end quarterback, really the struggles were because of the depleted talent across the roster 1 through 53. Dan, I think Bill Belichick wouldn't care if he landed in the AFC, the NFC, the FCC, whatever it yes. may be. You come up with Thank you, Adam. He <laughs> That's would go coach too. whichever good organization go it is. He would go coach. I think he would go coach in the AFC East if something opened Ooh. up and it was the right opportunity and go up against New England. Man, he doesn't care what conference it is. He's never back down. Say it again. Right? Say that, it again. Uh, exactly. It, I'll say it again. I'll okay. say it again, RC. Any opportunity that's attractive, as long as he doesn't have to go up against Dan Orlovsky playing quarterback, is going to be something that interests Bill Belichick. Yeah. Okay. That's a good as point. long as there is a quarterback Bam. in place. He doesn't care what conference it's in. I got something to say. He doesn't care if it's the conference or the back conference. The good thing is Dan is not in either the AFC or the NFC, so it's fine because the best numbers are there. Uh, Go go ahead, Marcus. Dan, use your correlation, all right? Because I I, I hear you, and I'm with Chef D and RC on this. Remember, Nick Saban left and went to Miami and came back to Alabama after coaching at LSU. Hmm. These dudes are not too much Hmm. difference. When it comes to situations and where they believe they can win at. And I think we all in agreement that Jester yeah. Herbert is a big incentive to go coach somewhere. Go ahead, RC. Hey, guys, people like Bill Belichick, they don't create work friends. Ain't no work <laughs> friends for Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick ain't worried about, oh, I only want to see you in the Super Bowl. Bill Belichick is worried about how can I get to another Super Bowl. And if that's in the AFC, the NFC, the AFL, the IFL, he's going to be willing to do that. But what's most important for him is understanding that he doesn't have a lot of time. And he wants to be in a place that that desires. 
desires him so much, he gets that full control again. And that's a place like a Los Angeles. And if he has to beat the Patriots on his way, yeah. he ain't tripping about being in a place, winning a game where he's going to be in the ring of honor. Yeah, I get your guy's point, and I, well, and well, I can, I can if appreciate if that. Give him the Los Angeles job. Yeah. Good, Dan. Go ahead, Dan. I, I could appreciate Sorry. that. I think a little bit my vantage point was also Mr. Kraft. You know, like the, the conversations that they had <clears throat> and both of them being very outspoken. That was amicable. Again, like, does Mr. Kraft want Bill Belichick coming back to Foxborough? I, I, I don't know. I just think that the way that Tom <laughs> was very clear, I wanted to get out of the AFC. Yeah. Does Coach Belichick have that same vantage point, or does Mr. Kraft say, hey, you can go, but I yeah. don't want you in the hey, conference? Adam, really fast, I, I just want to ask, do you think it's important for Belichick, we talked about him interviewing some of these teams, to have a lot of control, the GM and the head coach type package like he had in New England? He can't be the GM. No, I, I think he's going to want to go to a situation. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com where he feels like he can win, whether he has some control yeah. or voice in the front office or not. I think he's just going to want to go to a good, comfortable situation, whatever and wherever that is, whatever conference it is. I know Dan's in the way of his feelings. He thinks the feelings here are important. No, hmm? no, he wants to win. He's a sensitive guy. All right, so listen, uh, the Chargers play at New England next year. So all this work friend conversation, we might like see that. The script writers. Hey, when we come back, a whole lot more on this Philadelphia Eagles team as they head into a crucial game on Monday night in Tampa Bay. Is everybody hurt? Are they going to be okay? We'll tell you about it. And look at this from Rob Gronkowski. He says, thanks, Coach, Bel Coach Belichick, on social media for taking a chance on him, showing him the way on the field, saying – he wouldn't change a thing. More NFL Live with everything on the Patriots in the NFL. We'll be right back. Monday night, Super Wild Card Weekend is capped off with the matchup between Jalen Hurts and the Eagles and the Buccaneers. 8 Eastern on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN+. Plus. Our megacast coverage also includes Peyton and Eli on ESPN2 and our ESPN Deportes Spanish language version. NFL Live will be there as well from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. We can't wait. All right, we'll get back to the Bill Belichick news in just a few, but ahead of a huge game, six huge playoff games this weekend, Adam, the Eagles we've talked about, and Jalen Hurts addressed the injury he's dealing with with the media today. What more do we know about his situation? Well, or he said he still hasn't thrown, despite the fact that the middle finger on his throwing hand was injured on Sunday. In fact, he said he shouldn't even come back in the game. He's been limited in practice today, listed as limited. He feels like it's going in the right direction. I think it is a concern, and I'll tell you what else is a concern. A.J. Brown did mm. not practice today at all. That's not great. Denzel Ward, the Browns cornerback, injured his knee at practice today. The Browns are now listing him as questionable for Saturday's wild card matchup against the Texans. Unfortunate luck for the Browns and Denzel Ward who struggled to stay healthy. Big time player. Need him out there Sunday. We'll see whether or not they have him. Speaking of big time cornerbacks, Jair Alexander was injured at practice. 
today as well. Got stepped on, hurt his foot, did not practice today due to the ankle injury there. We'll see whether or not he can play on Sunday. So a couple of cornerbacks hurt at a couple of critical times, a couple of practices in Cleveland and Green Bay. Question marks about Denzel Ward and Jair Alexander now for both those teams who really need those players this weekend. Yeah, as you're saying all that, uh, Dan and I are in here just like raising our eyebrows because all very crucial players dealing with injuries will keep an eye on their status for the rest of the week here on NFL Live in the lead up to those games. All right, let's take a minute here, build out an ESPN Bet Parlay Plus for you. We're going to focus in on the game being played in negative temperatures out in Kansas City Saturday night. So we're going to go to each analyst for an answer here. All right, Dan, over under 249 and a half passing yards for Mahomes. Yeah, I'm going to say under. One, they average as an offense about 245 through the air in Kansas City. Two, the Dolphins' defense gives up about 220 yards per game through the air. So they would have to exceed both what the Dolphins give up and their own averages. To do that in what could be negative 30 degrees wind chill, ah! I'm going to say <sighs> under for Patrick Mahomes in this Kansas City Chiefs pass game offense. Oh, you gave me a little shiver there. Negative right. 30. Goodness. RC, over under 84 and a half receiving yards for Tyreek Hill. I'm going under. Listen, he was under in, Ger in Germany. And when you look at what Steve Spagnola and corner Legereus Sneed have been able to do this entire season, they take away your number one option at the wide receiver position. And they also understood how to put pressure on Tua to take him off of his read to Tyreek Hill. I expect a lot of that this weekend. And it's going to be cold as <laughs> Chili Willie the Penguin out there. And that's not the way the Miami Chilly Dolphins want to play. Chili Willy, uh, did the big boys like the chilly weather? I don't know. Marcus, over under half a sack for Chris Jones in the frigid tent. Yeah, extra padding. We don't love it, but we're more insulated. And when Tua <laughs> freezes on that five-step drop, Chris Jones will be there thawed out well to get his over a half a sack. So he's going to go over because there is no choice for this uh, Kansas City Chiefs defense other than 95 to dominate. He does it every single playoff run. Yeah. So why would I expect it to be different this rip? And hey, by the way, in case Dan and RC didn't tell y'all, it's going to be cold as hell. Chilly, nilly, <laughs> I would pay so much nilly. money to see the Marcus in 30, negative 30-degree 30 weather. We'll be in Tampa. It'll oh. be a little bit warmer than that. Now, Chris Jones had a yeah, sack in two straight thank games God. in the regular season, by the way, too. I would love to see you guys in that weather, though. Let's see who be so bundled. Being thick don't help you in that, Dan. All right, when we come back, we're getting back to the news about Bill Belichick parting ways from New England. This was the scene in New England last week for his final game. Fans making their love of the coach known in the snow at Gillette. Iconic. More coverage ahead on Belichick and so much more. We'll be right back. I'll be shirtless. ESPN Bet is the official sportsbook of ESPN and the only place to find exclusive offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. New users get $100 in bonus bets after making any sportsbook bet. Download today. What a play. I want you all to think of a wet towel, okay? You know, a wet towel when it drips and it's, and what you try to do is get all of that water out of that wet towel and how do you do it? You take both of your hands and you wring that towel over and over and over again, okay? That towel is the player. Bill Belichick are the hands that wring the water out and the water is the talent of that player. Bill Belichick could get every drop 
of physical ability, mental ability, football playing ability out of you somehow, some way. And it didn't, know, it didn't matter how he did it. It was going to happen. And if you were a player that wanted to win championships, that's exactly what you wanted. So one of those players that Belichick got the most out of was Tom Brady, a sixth-round pick back in 2000, which was Belichick's first season as the Patriots head coach. Belichick and Brady won 249 games together. That's 105 more wins than any other head coach quarterback duo in NFL history. Owner Robert Kraft was asked what led to the ultimate decision to part ways with Belichick. The last three years have been pretty tough. And I know uh, for our dedicated fans and myself and you know, in life, I just learn things happen, and um, our family is the custodian of this asset, the New England Patriots, and we know how important it is to the psyche of the community, and what's gone on here the last three, four years isn't what we want. So we have a responsibility to do what we can to fix it to the best of our ability. We'll see what that fix looks like. And Kraft clearly thought it was time for a change. Dan, do you think Belichick's style will translate in a new organization? Oh, absolutely. I think Coach Belichick is still a, a Super Bowl winning coach, specifically defensively. If you watch the New England Patriots this year, they don't end up in this situation because they can't play defense or they're not well coached. They end up in this situation for one of two reasons. One, and Mina pointed this out, they have not signed a player that they have drafted in the first, second, or third round to a second contract since 2013. Oof. So they're in this situation because of a lack of talent. And two, they're in their situation because of lack of offensive performance. He can still absolutely coach. He can coach a Super Bowl caliber and winning organization. I don't think he can general manage a Super Bowl caliber and winning organization. Yeah, I think that's the point, Dan. Hire a GM and let Bill Belichick completely focus, well, put more of his attention in the coach and the football team. I mean, I'm sure he'll work in unison um, because he has a particular type of player that he likes to bring in the organization, which has not worked out for him offensively. But defensively, to your point, he still had a tremendous amount of success and it was a team formidable enough on that side of the ball to make you at least feel like they had a chance in games. But here's the point. Like Bill Belichick right now, like we were talking about earlier, has an opportunity to pick uh, where he wants to go once he finds out that the interest is there. And I think it's going to re-energize him. I got killed for saying this, but I was like, the time is just up and doing. It felt stale. It felt stagnant. I'm sure that's how they felt. Robert Kraft alluded to that while he was talking about that. And sometimes a new scenery, like just like for players, can re-energize coaches as well and make them kind of evaluate themselves and go back to the drawing board and see if they need to change anything. You know what else matters as much, too, is who's going with him. Mm. Who, who would be the offensive coach going mm -hmm. with him? Is he going to get Josh McDaniels as his offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien? I think Ooh. that's a huge part of this equation as well. Those connections are strong, and there's many of them. All right, tying the two biggest news stories of the last 24 hours, Adam Schefter <coughs> tweeted this comparison today. Nick Saban with nine SEC titles and six national championships. Bill Belichick with nine Super Bowl appearances and six titles. R.C. and Marcus both played for Saban and against Belichick. R.C., let's take a minute to talk Saban. What kind of impact did he have on you? 
Oh, I thought Coach Saban changed the trajectory of my career and my life. Mm. Uh, Coach Saban, when he met me the first time, I thought I was the best player on the entire defense. And he told me all the ways I could be better and that if I bought into those ways, I could be a guy that played on the next level. And my senior year, when I come in as a preseason All-American, preseason first team All-SEC and I'm not playing well, he pulls me aside and I unload on him why I felt like there was so much pressure to play well, that I wanted to live up to all the hype, that I wanted to be a guy that played on Sundays. And he told me that if I just believed in myself, if I had done everything I did to get to that point, that I will. And he said, I've coached more guys who get drafted late that play for over a decade in the league. And you had all the intangibles to do that if you just believe in you like I believe in you. And I think Coach Saban would challenge you, and those challenges was because he thought you could be better. And he wasn't going to stop until you were everything you were supposed to be. He's a true leader of young men. Yeah, to RZ, trust. Like, trust, man. I switched from tight end to defensive end, had a hard time wrapping my head around that. And eventually I had to determine if I was going to trust Coach Saban and his knowledge, not only about this game, but the trajectory of a career. And I think that's what pretty much sums it up. The legacy of a coach is always tied directly to their players and not only how they do on the field, but how yep. they handle adversity. And you can see that stuff manifest for the rest of their lives. He told me, don't make a four year decision, make a 40 year decision. And I'm sure RC would agree. We are still reaping the benefits mm. from having an opportunity to work alongside and be tutored and mentored by Coach Nick Saban. That's well said, you guys. When we think about what we're dealing with right now, the last 24 hours, sports looks a lot different. Two of the greatest of all time yeah. have yeah. retired from where they were before, and we'll see what they do next. But what an interesting world we're in now in this business to see how it all ends up shaking out. It's been a pleasure to be with you guys today. It's been a pleasure to have all of you at home watching along with us. Boogie. And we'll, of course, do it all again tomorrow. <laughs> we're so thankful that you tune in with us on NFL Live.